This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. This is the true story of a New York City boy with big town hopes and small neighborhood dreams of becoming BFFs with the Real Housewives and other Bravo celebrities. Then, one day, that dream actually came true. Let me take you behind the velvet rope. Hey guys, welcome back to our exclusive sit down with Katherine Edwards. Hopefully you all caught part one where we talked about Catherine's life, where she's from, growing up, how she ended up in Beverly Hills, how she got cast, some of her castmates, such as Lisa Vanderpump and Kyle, this current season and what's going on with Denise Richards, and all other things, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. If you haven't heard that, feel free to check out part one of our sit down with Real Housewife Beverly Hills, Catherine Edwards. And now, Stay tuned for part two. So now moving in to what I've been putting off, which we kind of talked about. So, right. So you think you were cast basically because of this past with Faye and Kyle is friends with Faye. I could see that. A hundred percent. What? I mean, I just, you know, I'm otherwise I'm not bringing it. You know what I mean? That's not my, I'm not trying to be something I'm not, I'm not, you know, I, I just don't care to live that lifestyle in that way. So I, I, I was shocked in, to some regard when they even asked me to do it, but it was obvious why. Yeah. And I mean, were you shocked like within the first, you know, hour Rena's saying, I think of OJ when I see you and there's cameras and this is like the real housewives this has nothing to do with OJ. But in light of Rena being Rena, I, I wasn't shocked because that's what, you know, she does. So, I mean, and it didn't offend me. I, I didn't, it didn't bother me, you know. I'm, I have nothing to hide with it. So I was like, okay. <laughs> right. And then when you saw Faye, we saw how that kind of played out. You didn't really get into it with her. Right. And like, you know, I think a lot of people have then, you know, like a lot of people online are saying, you know, had said in the past, like, well, why? Like, why didn't you go after Faye? 
I will tell you the honest truth. I had every intention of saying a lot, a lot of things. And it would have been. And did you know she was going to be there? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, it, it would have been super, super hurtful. And it probably would have been things that I, in hindsight, I maybe would have wished I didn't say and I couldn't take back. And then when I got there, um, in the beginning, Kyle had said to me, I don't, or maybe it was earlier in the day when she told me she's, she, Kyle had asked me, Catherine, do me a favor and don't go after Faye. She, when all of this happened on the show before, and I don't know what it all was, but she, I guess she was very vilified and, and really shown in a bad light. Um, Kyle said she literally like didn't leave her house for months. Like she was just wrecked from it. And she said, Catherine, please don't go after her. She, she won't get over it. She's just now starting to come out again. So Kyle said this to you that Faye wouldn't leave her house yes. because of what happened on the show. Yeah. I mean, she was called like the morally corrupt Faye Resnick that happened in a prior season by well, one of the other ladies. Just that it, it was so devastating to her. And how hard it was for her to get past it. And, you know, she's just, she doesn't want any of it. She doesn't want any problems. And please, would I just not go after her? I, I it almost like took my breath away. I was like, oh, like, oh God, you know, I don't want to be responsible for her going in the tank and, you know, something that, you know, happened 30 some years ago for her to get that depressed. And, and then when I brought it up to her and, and in my mind, I thought if she says something to me, I'll, I'll bring it up. And if she says something to me and she wants a piece of me, then, it's, you know, all fair, but she right away apologized. And I thought, Oh my God. Okay. I would be such a bully to just for no reason. If she, you know, apologizes from the get go and, you know, say everything that I had literally on the tip of my tongue. You know, what kind of person am I? Yeah. I'd be doing it for the show. That would be it. Because it's not who I am. It's it's not who I am. I don't need to do that, you know. It, but, you know, and I thought about it. But I that's when I just said, no, I'm not going to sacrifice my character and, and the type of person I am to make a good show. Right, but otherwise you did have an extra grind and you were going in there too before Kyle said this to you. 100%, trust me. And I, you know, and, and when it was all done, it's not, I have zero desire to be Faye Resnick's friend. You know, I, it's one of those things for me and even though it was a long time ago, I know way too much about her to want to be her friend. And even though I do believe people can correct their ways and, you know, and it was a long time ago, it's just, I, I just know too much about her. Right. Like if you really wanted to say stuff on camera, you could have. A hundred percent. And if you really wanted to say stuff here today to me, you could. I could. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you choose not to. Choose not to. Yeah. I wish her well now. You know what I mean? She's, she's changed her life. And, you know, when all of that stuff went down and, 1994 she was you know a drug addict she was in a bad bad place and you know she was she she was suffering 
and she made really, really poor choices. And people that are addicts and in bad places make poor choices. And she turned her life around. She's married. And, you know, I, I don't know her now, but I don't hear anything bad about her other than, you know, that could she, you know, was she bad on the show? I didn't even see it when she was acting bad or whatever she did that they called her the morally corrupt. Back then, I think she was morally corrupt. 100 percent. Yeah. But I'm no one's judge or jury. So it's not up to me to, you know, crucify someone like that on television. And to your point about some other people, do you think if some of your castmates were in your position and Kyle said this to them that they then would have still? Hell yes. Yes. They would have doubled down to make good TV. Yeah. And and honestly, I think if I would have, I think that they would have, I think they would have loved it. Everyone would have loved it. But, you know, I don't know. I got to live with myself, you know, and I, and I always, I always say, you know, you have to, you know, don't talk about it, be about it. So if you, if I say that, you know, I don't do those things and I, in, in, I say how I feel and I carry my, you know, my feelings and my heart on my, on my sleeve. I, I, I mean, I will tell anyone to their face how I feel about him, but to like annihilate someone like that, because you can after they've apologized and she wasn't groveling by no means. You know, I, I honestly, after when I watched the show and I saw it after, I kind of thought, who was she a little um, sarcastic for a second? And that's why I wasn't, you know, so nice about her in the reunion, but did it warrant me at this stage of the game in the year 2016, bringing up something that happened in 1994. Now, so were you upset when you watched it back? Like, oh shit, I should have gone after her more. A a little bit. I questioned myself a little bit. I thought, did I let her slide a little bit? What she said about me in, in her book saying that I was like some turn the cheek kind of girl that looked the other way and, and she said, you know, I wasn't being pejorative. I wasn't, you know, saying anything bad about you. Well, okay. You know what I mean? That's kind of. Yeah, that implies a lot of things. Yeah, and it depends upon the person you're saying it to. Someone may feel, I, to be honest with you, I am offended by someone saying I'm the turn cheek because I am so not that. I'm a very confrontational person. Yeah, I mean, if someone implied that about me that. I just let certain things happen in my marriage. I mean, to me, that's not okay about me because I would never allow that. Oh, it's like taking a swing at you, right? Yeah, like say anything you want about, listen, I'm a very self-aware person and very honest. Like you could say a lot of things about me and I'd be like, I I agree, you're right. But (laughs) when it's something that I'm like, I would never allow that. Right, and you would confront it. You would say that is who I am. Same. Yeah. Right. So- you can say a lot about me, but the one thing that I am, I'm, I, I, I love to put everything on the table. If I disagree, you disagree, let's talk about it and then just decide right then and there, can we move on from it? If we can't, no problem. Agree to disagree. But if, you know, if it's something that you actually really care about or means anything to you, I would much rather be honest about how I feel 
rather than yes someone and you know talk about it behind their back i i don't like that Person. yeah well i'm from new york city so i definitely it's not my speed no, and, and, and you know what's really funny? Being in California, I have much, much more of a New York personality than I do a West Coast personality. I'm very much in your face, you know, say what you want to say to me, let me say what I want to say to you, and I can give you a hug after and not have bad feelings at all. I am 100% the same way. You and I could scream at each other and, and literally hate each other. And three minutes later, I'm fine. Like, yeah. I'm not. Yeah, I'm over it. I'm on to some other issue. No, I'm over it. Then you're cool, right? Yeah. Like, once we work it out, I'm like, what? I mean, that happens to me often where someone's like, Bob, I'm like, what? Like, that was two hours ago. Exactly. I'm yeah. Sorry. I think there's nothing wrong with that. Nothing. But in, on, on, on the West Coast, people don't operate like that. They will much rather backstab you, yes, you in your face, kiss, kiss, kiss. Oh, what a bitch. I can't stand her. Well, I hate that. Yeah, that's a very L.A. thing. Uh, totally. Very. It, it is. You, you don't know where you stand with people. And I've been here since 1984, and I have not changed. I do not do that. That's good. I'm not good like that. That's good. Now, when you didn't go after Faye, yeah. did your castmates, to your point earlier about Rinna crawling on the floor of an airplane, do your castmates, like, were they, like, afterwards, like, what the fuck? You should have done that? That would have been explosive? No. Because Kyle... That to me. If they it, thought it, they didn't, they, they didn't, they said it to each other, but not to me. And, and no producers were like, uh, get in there, girl. Um, no, because I felt like, like no, no one said anything. And it, and it almost, it couldn't have been really revisited unless Faye was going to do something. Right. You know, I would have just looked like the biggest bully. I would have been a bully. You know, she's yeah. nothing. She's saying nothing. She's coming in peacefully. She says, I apologize to everyone here that I've ever offended or done anything wrong to. And then I'm still going to be coming at her. Just uh, then I'm an asshole. See, that's you bringing your real life to the show. And yeah, that's the truth, though. And that's I mean, and, but nobody wanted that. Everyone was like, God, I hated her. Why didn't you take her down? I'm right. not Huckleberry. And did Kyle at least say afterwards, like, thank you? Thank you for not doing anything? Or I guess just based on Faye coming in soft, there was no need to. We saw each other at Kyle's. Um, Kyle and I were shooting another time at her house, just the two of us, and Faye came in. And Faye's the type of person, She every time she sees you, she's like, I mean, typical L.A. Oh, hi. God, you look really great. Your skin's beautiful. I love your hair. Who says that? I'm sorry. It's just not, you know. That's very L.A. It is. Even if your skin is flawless, even if your hair is perfect, you just don't. I mean, it's just, oh, hi. How are you? God, your skin looks great. Your hair is beautiful. Who says that? 
It's a very LA thing to say, yes. Yeah, I, I, I'm I'm not good with that stuff. That's I, good though. I'm never saying that. If I ever say that to someone, they will know I'm being so facetious and full of shit. Do not drink the Kool Aid when I say that. <laughs> so if you ever tell me I look great, I will just know that you're being fake. You can, it comes like 30 minutes into it, and I say, gosh, your teeth are really white. You have a really nice smile. That's real. But if I'm like, God, your hair looks great, and your skin's wonderful, nah. Well, my teeth aren't really white because I'm drinking tons of coffee during quarantine, and I need to go to the dentist. Yeah, they look good, though. Oh, thank you. You're just, it's you're like too far away to really see them. What was I going to say? So when the show came out and you watched it back, you know, other than, okay, maybe you should have been a little harsher to Faye, like, were you like generally pleased with how things were shown or were you like things were edited differently? Like, were you like, do you have any major gripes and how you were shown? Yeah, I feel like they never really, I, I felt like they left so much out. I felt like in Dubai, the the fight on the boat, there was so much more. And I felt like there was, there was also a time, that's my dog, Charlie. I felt like there was also a time um, with Erica and I, when I basically like pulled her aside and just said, Hey, you know, nobody knows who the hell you are. You're, you know, you're, you're, you're so closed off. You're so cold. Like, you know, we had like some nice moments. And then in hindsight though, I understand it because she was talking so much shit in the, in the, you know, private time. I don't know. You know, maybe it was like they, if me saying, God, you know, we're, we were roommates. We were laughing, having fun. We ate dinner every night. She had her glam squad there. We were having a good time. And, but then in the confessional, she was like that, you know, F and C, blah, 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 blah. So I don't know. I don't know. And one could argue that that was self-serving too, to secure your own, you know, her confessionals yeah. to secure your second season. Yeah, I guess maybe. I don't know. Ish. Yeah. It was, there was a lot that was, I think it came down to, and maybe it, it had a lot to do with, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to say or do things if it's not real. I, I'm not going to, and I don't knock, for instance, Lisa Renna for doing it. Cause I do think she makes that show. Um, and someone has to do that. And maybe not someone, several people have to have that level. And I just am not going to do that. And so maybe I'm not, you know, I'm not a good person for that kind of show. Yeah. Which is a common theme from people I've sat down with that are not on the show. It's one of the things I've heard over and over again. Like New Jersey, I've sat down with people in New York, like people that are not on the sh- New York, yeah, Atlanta, where they literally are like, I brought my real life. I wasn't upset about something, so I didn't get mad because I truly wasn't upset. And I just realized I wasn't willing to, like, throw my sister and my brother and my ex-friend, like, all this stuff under the bus for a show. So I think that's, like, a common theme. And and it's hard to get into something when you don't believe it. Right. It's hard to, to be invested in something and take such a strong side when you know it's all a bunch of bullshit. Totally. And then, so outside of the show, when it came to the reunion, you know, we had these, I mean, even during the show, we had, I think other than 
this whole OJ component and the Munchausens. We had the whole like Kim Richards and her struggles. Yeah. You know, like that was, you know, like, how did you feel about that? Because that came like a big part of the reunion. It was kind of like just swept under the rug as far as like, this is like a real life issue, people. That that was hard for me, and I I don't know if you remember during the reunion I cried. It was so hard because I I literally was like I thought holy shit I'm gonna like start bawling on this damn sofa with a bunch of people that I think are you know kind of full of shit, and I was having a real moment because my nephew had just died um, of an accidental drug overdose six weeks prior to that, and I was still so vulnerable and I was I, I, I felt so bad for watching Kim go through it and I just I hated the whole thing when they were calling her names and in and, and really yeah that bothered me a lot a lot that was a that was a huge moment for me to say I do not want to be a part of this I don't want to I don't want to sit here and watch a bunch of people beat up on someone who's going through something real. The wait is over. That's right. Season five of The Kardashians is here. Just when you thought life couldn't get any faster, they're punching it into overdrive. Chris, Courtney, Kim, Chloe, Kendall, and Kylie are back and continue to defy expectations in all their endeavors. So get ready to go behind the glitz and glamour of the most iconic family on television. The all-new season of The Kardashians premieres May 23rd, streaming on Hulu. And and, and then I'm going to sit here for seven hours and talk about Munchaus and something that doesn't even exist, and we all know it. That I thought was dumb. And I, right. and I, I really wish... You know, and I'm saying this now, um, in February 6th, another one of my nephews, my older sister's son, committed suicide. So for me, this kind of thing, you know, addiction, suicide, mental illness, alcoholism, whatever that, you know, whatever that is, I have a real um, vulnerable, you know, delicate place with that. And I don't... Uh, yeah, I, I, I cannot stand by or sit and listen to anyone being made fun of when they're going through something real like that. People take their lives every day because they can't, you know, quiet the demons in their heads and they don't think they can ever get out from underneath the illness of addiction. And, it, and it's bigger than them. So, I yeah, I would never, you know, make fun of somebody or call them a name for television and and I was really surprised at Rena because Rena had a sister a half sister that OD'd when she was very young she didn't know her well but and maybe that's part of it because she didn't know her so well but you know it's sounded like everyone everyone knows someone who's an addict or has gone through some type of mental illness I, I don't care who you are yeah but you know to to not acknowledge that into 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 talk about it the way they did I thought was really in poor taste yeah because at that point it's like this is really someone's life like this isn't a show here no no she was arrested at freaking target for stealing toys you know her kids were at times taken away from her there's a bunch of stories I mean 
you know, she's, she was not in a good place and thank God she's sounds like she's doing well now, which I'm so happy for her. That's messed up. Yeah. Or say anything. She would get a pass from me. She could call me or say whatever she wanted to. And I'd be like, no worries. Fire away. I don't care. Say whatever you want to say. Yeah. I mean, because she went and dealt with it and she was dealing with it at the time. So it's like, yeah. how could you hold that against somebody? And to be dealing with it in on a reality TV show? Yeah. No. Like, that alone is just like, who would do that? I didn't think that was healthy, you know? Yeah. But No. And then were you also shocked? No, I mean, that... I would agree with. And then were you also shocked? I mean, I guess you're not. You've already answered this, that like the whole OJ thing is just like, you know, that too is like a real life tragedy that now is somehow part of a reality show, The Real Housewives on Bravo. Yeah. And that I'm somehow going to share all of the things that I know about that. Like, let me, let me secure my place on the show and let me tell you everything I know and what all went on and so <laughs> that's <laughs> right like that's just not happening but you know I, I mean and I get it because you know the crazy thing is is that there are people that go on these shows and do share intimate secrets and in I can't say that I'm not judging them for doing it because I think everyone makes their own choices and I think that the people at home um, that are watching it at times they can really get something from it. And at times it's useful to share those things. And that's why I opened up about my father committing suicide and, you know, the drug addiction and everything in my family. But when it's salacious to the point, no one's getting anything from it. It's, you're just, you know, yeah, no, I can't. You know what I mean? When I think about some of the, you know, like the, the Goldman's or I think about OJ's kids. Why am I going to say something that after all this time when it's down, you know, in, in, in so many years have gone by that share something that maybe someone didn't know or another person's view on it that maybe just takes the, you know, peels back the scab and, you know, the wounds fresh again for TV, for reality TV. Nah. Yeah, like these are real people's lives. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's shocking in a sense of, you know, there's just certain things that are just such a cultural phenomenon. Like now, like with OJ, you know, people just seem to not like we have Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Like people, did you watch the American Crime Story? I the did. Ryan Murphy? No. But I know someone, um, I'm trying to remember if Donnie watched it. I think he watched it on a plane when we were we were flying along a long haul flight. And he watched, I don't know if he watched all of it or some of it. But, and I saw little bits and pieces and I was like, oh my God, John Travolta is so not, you know, Kardashian and Kubo Gooding Jr. was so not OJ. And the, and the personality, some of them I was like, okay. But there were, the, the little bit that I saw, which was probably less than an hour, I think I saw five things that were wrong. And, but that's it. You're making good TV, you know? So it's just, 
it's if you always told the truth and sensationalized, even if it's real stories, it doesn't always work out. You know, so everything is dramatized and, and people's characters are better looking or, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's just. Just for ratings. Yeah. Yeah. What about the fact that how did you feel? I'm not asking you any specific questions, but like, what about this whole thing? Like when you went on Watch What Happens, like how did you feel when Andy asked you what he asked you? I, I mean, honestly, you'd be some people ask me that even to this day. Really? Yeah. And there's a lot of people, David, that are that and I don't I'm not surprised by it. It was like the trial of the century. There's a lot of people that followed it you know, just beyond, you know, they were completely immersed in it and they lived for it. And there, and I have a lot of people that say, do you think he did it? You know, they, you know, all of these questions and what about, and they have their own theories. I think it was so-and-so, you know, what was that, that movie or that, that board game um, clue clue. Yeah. I, I swear to you, sometimes I feel like someone's coming up and like telling me like they've been playing clue too much. Like it was the, the cook in the library with the butcher knife. And, and I'm like, no, that didn't happen. And, and they, they really don't want to believe it. I mean, I have so many people that feel like OJ's son was involved. I'm like, I just cannot in for all the tea in China go with you on that one. No, didn't happen. <laughs> but yeah, they, when Andy asked me, I just kind of figured he was doing his job and that's, you know, that's what it was about. Did he ever say afterwards, like, oh, my God, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have asked that or just. Oh, no. No. Uh-uh. And it, like, I, I wouldn't expect him to be sorry. It didn't hurt my feelings by any means. You know, it's not I don't take anything personal with regard to that. And, you know, I'm there because of that for the most part. And I'm not stupid. I mean, I'm I'm pretty self-aware when it comes to those things. Yeah. Which again is just to me like just I don't know. It's it's the bigger concept of it that like you're hiring someone for a show because of one connection for something that is like an actual world tragedy. Yeah. Right. That you want to that you want right. to sensationalize, right. Yeah. Well, I mean, and the truth of the matter is, is when that was all happening, it was when the show, that that show was airing and the timing of it, so there were some people that, that thought that was all planned out. That was not planned out. It really wasn't. And it just, you know, yeah, it's just, and it's not going to change. You know, the, the next scandalous, whatever, if it's a divorce, a murder, who knows? You know, well, it, we live in a society where, you know, we're, we're voyeurs and, you know, you drive down the freeway and you see the horrible accident. How many people break so they can have a better look at it? And then when they see something horrible, oh, my God, I wish I wouldn't have looked. It's just our human nature. It's I don't know why it's who we yeah. are. And I don't know if it's that, oh, thank God, it's not me type thing. But, yeah, I, I just. Yeah. Or like, I think. You know, I think it's just like online trolls who like make negative comments. They people are just so hurt and wounded in their own life. Yeah. 
that like it, it, I don't know. I could be wrong. I think something about them it makes them feel right. Like it's not me. Right. It makes them feel a little better about their own life, which even if they're whatever they are, they're lacking inside. Sure. That's what I think. It's the same thing with like online bullying and negative comments. It's like something is missing. Yeah. yeah. Me too. I mean, I feel I actually enjoy when I get a negative comment because to me it's like, thank God I've, you know, I'm whole inside that yeah. I don't have to. Yeah. I, when I did the show, I had negative comments in regards to, you know, a, a couple of the things. And it, I feel like, you know, it was like two, you know, two different issues. But the things that people would say, I thought were so horrific in regards to like what was happening and, and really unstable. And, and I remember there were a couple people that, you know, people that were following me that started arguing amongst themselves and they were saying the most horrible things to each other. Oh yeah. And I remember I closed my Instagram countdown because I just, I didn't want it. I didn't want to be the, the vehicle for it to happen. I didn't want them to be able to come on my thing and say those things to each other. And both sides were horrible. And I remember I sent them each a DM or like when people got to that level and said, you know, I don't know what your story is, but you know, I'm asking you to please not talk like that and, you know, call someone, would you say those things to someone's face? And that was kind of always like the line I would say, would you say that to someone's face? Never. No, no one would do that. And I just, and you know, and I remember there were a couple of people that would write back and apologize for it. Like, I'm so sorry. I just got so angry, you know, whatever the case may be. And, and, you know, and and kind of explain themselves and why they felt this way. But yeah, I don't know. And and that's another thing I did not like. I didn't, I I don't like that, um, that people get so wrapped up into with so much hatred. It's like you don't know these people. You're watching them on TV. No, no. And, And the fact that they really you know, have so much hatred or, or that they love you so much or they think like they know you. And my God, that's a little, it's very strange on both sides of it. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I always, I, I, I have this one kid who's such a sweetheart. He lives in England and he literally was constantly on social media and watching reality TV. And I asked him how his grades were in school. He was still in high school and what, what his other passions were. What else, you know, did he like to read and did he speak another language and where did he like to travel and what did he do with his spare time? Nothing else. And I, I said, you know, and he, his mom was a drug addict type thing. It was really sad. I said, listen, I'm old enough to be your mother. I'm asking you to please do me a favor, stay off of all social media for two weeks, apply yourself at school and find something else that you like to do. Cause this is giving you nothing. Yeah. And you know, I, I don't think anything happened with that. <laughs> well, at least you try. I mean like also like, and like these people, this is, mo- this is what I always say to people like these people, you know, if it's hate, I think 
you're missing something inside. And listen, if you hate someone so intensely on social media, you hate that thing about yourself. That is it, period. It's not arguable. It's like when you're so angstful about something that you don't know, you actually hate this. You just hate it about yourself. So you need to go get a mirror. That's the first thing, right? It's, it's, it makes me sad in a way. I want to, I really want to hug everybody and say, come on, let's go for a walk. Let's go, you know, find something else that we can be interested in. And then the second part's no better. When you put someone on such a pedestal and spend all your time idolizing this person, like my, what I say is like, if you were to cross the street now and get hit by a car, this person doesn't know you exist. And if they do know you exist, they're not coming to help you. Yeah. So I had some girl who was suicidal from the South and she was being bullied on social media. And she asked, you know, like, how do you handle when someone says something negative? And I said, they don't know you. What, I mean, how can you take something so personal when they have no idea of who you are? And, you know, even the kids at the school, if they're not your friends, they don't know you. They're just being bullies. That's that's saying something about them. That's good advice. Yeah. And, and I said, and if you can't handle it, my advice is just get off of it. Delete it. You don't need an Instagram or TikTok or any of it. All this stuff we have. Yeah. I would hope, although it doesn't seem to be because I read comments online, but I would, there, people seem to still be doing it, but you would think based on this coronavirus and what is going on in the world. I mean, if this doesn't set people straight of like, you shouldn't be hating on people because like, I don't know. If this doesn't change someone inside, then I I, I give up. (laughs) I mean, it's not on me or you, but like, I don't know what to say, right? Right. No, it's true. I mean, I I think in the big picture, once... uh, this is all lifted and, you know, and maybe it's not until next year till we kind of, you know, hit our stride and get back to somewhat of a normal life. I think that everyone's changed to some degree, but I think the younger generation is hard for them because everything is so instantaneous. And that feeling of picking up your phone and seeing that you have followers or someone likes something you did, or someone thinks you look good or whatever that case may be. It, they, they instantly feel this little, you know, oh, I'm so, someone likes me. I'm, I'm, you know, the sign of approval and it releases, you know, an endorphin or serotonin, whatever the case may be. Yeah. It's so sad because it's, it's zero accomplishment in life. You know, it is. And like your whole relation is with like a piece of machinery, like an electronic, like this, there's no. Yeah. What I, you know, I always say to young kids, you know, what are you doing? I think my message now we have a Donnie and I have a foundation it's called the best defense foundation and I saw that yeah it's and, and honestly it's it, it's been so good because um we spend a lot of time with people of all ages but predominantly really old people people that are in their 90s and then young people like grade schoolers and middle schoolers and the the age range is so drastic but the one message that you know, we're teaching the younger kids as much as we can is to serve. And it doesn't mean, you know, enlist in the military and serve, just serve somebody every day, whether, you know, it's returning somebody's shopping cart in the parking lot 
or picking up a piece of trash on the street or holding the door for someone saying thank you. Just do something every day for someone that makes somebody else feel good rather than yourself. And you'll notice how much better you feel about yourself. Totally. Right? I, I mean, saw the link. Yeah, the more we other people, the better we feel about ourselves. And it's not, you know, looking for everybody else to make you feel good is not the answer. Make yourself feel good. How do you make yourself feel good? By serving. Seriously. Right? And now my other question is, now that you have watched the premiere of Beverly Hills for me to prepare for our sit-down, which I think you're the only person who has ever prepared to sit down with me, so I really appreciate it. And you listened to a past episode. Yes. So thank you. Yeah. Um, are you going to watch this season? Oh, I totally am. Oh, my God. I, I, I'm, it's everything I have to not pick up my phone and make some phone calls because I want to know now what the hell happened. I, I really want to know. And I, and I feel like I could call a couple people and I could maybe get a little out of them. Probably if you know these people that know Brandy or know Richards or. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I have to watch. And, and honestly, when I saw it, I, I have to be honest with you. I was, I, I, I felt bad. Like it made me disappointed. And I thought, Oh my God. Cause you know, she's got kids and I feel for those daughters. It's not easy being Charlie Sheehan's kid or, you know, now her kid, you know, I don't. Yeah. I think about those kids. And one of her children has special needs, too, which, I mean, that's hard. Yeah. Well, I mean, this wasn't my segue, but that means that I need to have you back on in the future. We'll do a light episode and we'll talk about the season. Do it. Do you like this idea? I will totally. And I'll be honest and tell you what I really think. Okay. Me, too. Yeah. Me, too. I'm, like, always honest on the show. And then the people that know me... I mean, I know all these women in some respects. I mean, it's like, I, I just, I, I don't have a show if I'm not honest. So we will be totally right. honest. Do you like this idea? Okay. And I'll, and listen, I'll even do a little investigating. I'll see if I can pick up on the street. Could you do that? I would. I'll, I'll see if I can get someone to drop a dime. <laughs> and if you don't want to talk, if you don't want to talk about it on here, you could just text me, but I'd like to talk about it on here. I, I am just, I'm just a viewer like you now. I'm just a citizen on the street, minding my own business, and I heard something. <laughs> Try to find something out for me. Ooh. We'll keep in touch. I have your number. You know, it's yeah. sacred. Are you happy you came on? I'm very happy. Is there anything else you want to, like, say? Like, did we cover everything you wanted to talk about? I always like to give people a chance at the end to, like, say anything else if I didn't address it. Absolutely. I would ask anyone if they're interested at all in um, – military history to uh or you know just even kids nowadays history in schools to go look at our website which is the bestdefensefoundation.org and read about what we do and there's also a link to that on your instagram uh yeah i'm very yeah, it's on my instagram and my instagram is cat k-a-t edwards eight right yeah I'm asking you, right? <laughs> I I believe so. I'll tell you right now. I'll pull it up. You come up automatically. Is it? Is there an eight on the end? Yes. Kate. Yeah. K a t e d w a r d s eight. Yep. Yep. So that's that. In the links there. Yeah. We do really, really amazing things. I'm very proud of that. 
So everyone follow Catherine. Before we leave, I need to take screenshots of you and I chatting. Okay. You look you look just fine. Well, thanks. I mean, it's not I, a lot of maintenance. You're very simple. It's like nothing. Uh, look at this. <laughs> well. I'm not. I mean, I know I'm a boy, but, you know, some days I forget that I'm a boy. So. Some days I forget I'm a girl. Let me see. I'm going to back up a little bit. That's good. There we are. One more. Okay. Those are good. Sure. I'll send them to you, and I have to send you my pictures of Cher. Don't think I forgot. Oh, that's so awesome. I'll do that tonight. Like, she like your everything? Okay, my real everything is Madonna. Madonna's number one, Cher's number two. Okay, okay. That's, but you You're said... Madonna? I have been, I mean, I've been, like, front row at all the concerts. I've been, like, at the last time, two years ago, she got an award at the GLAAD Awards, and I was there. But Met is maybe a stretch of the imagination. Listen, yeah. it's really hard to get close to Madonna. You know, even at her Oscars party? Yeah. There are, I mean, I've never been there, but there are tiers of invite. I don't know if you ever heard of this. No, I haven't. Neil Patrick Harris made a statement that he's like, I've never felt so ordinary in my life. Like, right. Like if you're on, like, if you're like a Neil Patrick Harris, you can go, you can stay on the first floor. Then some people, if you're more A-list, see, this is Hollywood, right? Then you get, then you get to go to like the bottom floor. And then apparently Madonna's in some like back room to the back room to the back room. So, right. So met, no, but I've been very close to her, but Cher, I've met. I met her when she was dating Warren Beatty. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, I met her then, and this is the really good juice. When Donnie was at UCLA and in college, he was out at a club, and she was there, and she had her guys, like, go get him. And he ended up going back. She was having a party at her house after the club closed, and he made out with her. Warren Beatty or Donnie? Donnie and and Madonna. Oh, my. What? Oh, my God. right up her alley. Like, that's what she likes. That is what she likes. Yeah. Yeah. So he made out with Madonna. Okay, well, the next time you come on and we talk about the show, we'll talk about this some more, too. Yeah, he doesn't talk about, I mean, like, I was like, I always laugh and tease him, you know, about it. Cause he loved Madonna when he was young. That's a good claim to fame. Yeah. yeah. So you can text me. We'll, we'll like stay in touch. And by the way, I mean, I am planning if it all works out, I'm going to be in like the LA area in July. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Yeah. So yeah. we have to do, we'll have to do drinks. We'll see if you're flying in July. <laughs> I know. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. Yeah. I mean, let me put it this way. I'm coming out there at some point, August or September, if it gets delayed. But yeah, I agree with you. It may not be July. August, I think, is a good target. Probably. Yeah. Probably. Well, I'm coming, so we have to do drinks. For sure. Looking forward to it. You can invite Donnie if you want. You don't have to. No, no, I will. Okay. So He's the best. You will love him. Well, I, I love you, and I'm not just saying that. Trust me, I talked to I, I I loved you ever since we spoke on the phone last week. Oh, you're so sweet. So I'll I'll text you those pictures, and really, let's do like a check-in, like after like maybe seven episodes, six episodes of Beverly Hills. Okay, okay. It's yeah, awesome. It's not like we're going anywhere. That's the thing. 
now. Yeah, I'm never even home at this time of year. Ugh. I love it. Yeah. I, I really appreciate you coming on. Thank you for being so open and honest. Everyone, follow Catherine on Instagram. There's a link to the foundation right in your bio. Yes. And we'll have you back in a few weeks. Thank you. Big kiss. I love you. Love you, thank too. You, thank you so much. My pleasure. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope. And when you're done subscribing, feel free to leave a five-star write-up review because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones and the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say especially the positive ones. And if you want to find us online, we're at Behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. We're Behind The Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts. Or head on over to Patreon, because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind The Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me, and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you guys. See you soon.